0: Welcome to the Randy Selzer Real Estate Podcast, where we discuss important topics for buyers, sellers, and investors in the Toronto area real estate market. Here's your host, Randy Selzer.
1: Hello everyone, it's Randy Selzer here. Welcome back to my channel. Today we have a very special guest, Denise Pisani, who is a mortgage broker who I've known for many years going back, I think, to the early 2000s, is with us today. And Denise is with a company called Mortgage in the City. And welcome, Denise. It's so nice to have you on board.
0: Thank you, Randy. Thank you for having me. This is so exciting. Um, When you (laughs) asked me uh, a couple weeks ago, I was thrilled to be a part of uh, your podcast. I think this is very helpful helpful for people.
1: Well, it's my pleasure. And I was thinking back to, I think, when we first met, I think that's when I was at REMAX, and you had an office there in the REMAX professionals' office. In yes, that's
0: correct. Early and I 2000s. worked for a bank.
1: Yeah, yeah. you were with uh, a, a major Canadian bank. That's right. <laughs> yes, and that's, um, that's when we first met. So we've known each other for a long time.
0: Yes. And, uh, many, and here many we years. are.
1: We're still standing. Yes. Unbelievable. With still all the getting changes. through this.
0: Yeah, right? I know. So crazy. So crazy.
1: All the stuff that's going but people on. People are
0: in... still buying homes and they still need mortgages. So here we are.
1: <laughs> that's true. And boy, are they ever buying homes. Uh, I've told many people that a year ago when COVID first hit, I, I went out on YouTube and did a video saying that I thought the market would soften and slow down. Prices could come down. Boy, was I wrong. I was 100% wrong, but nobody knew back in March of 2020, and the market didn't go down. It actually went up about 15%, and here we've got interest rates at record lows under 2% for many people. Uh, just unreal, and I know you mortgage guys are super busy all the time. So thank you for taking some time out from your. I know it's a very busy day you have to be here today.
0: Yeah, thank you so much, Randy.
1: My pleasure. And um, so tell before we start with the agenda, tell tell I know you, but tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, and how long you know what where you've worked for the benefit of the people listening today.
0: Yeah. So so again, my name is uh, Denise Pisani. I've been in the mortgage business for over twenty years, and I've been in banking for even longer. Let's just say that. You
1: started so very did, young. You started, I think you were 12 young. at the time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay.
0: I think so. But I did start my career with Canada Trust way back in the day. Yeah. Um, right during high school, I was a, a bank teller with Canada Trust. And uh, I really enjoyed working with the public and, and you know, seeing people every day. So I did, I did, I did, Go to school for a different career, but I ended up back at the bank and um, just climbed the corporate ladder. I was um, uh, a financial advisor at the branch. And then, uh, you know, that's when I began to um, experience lending, which, what I, w- with what I am doing today. And from there, I just kind of um, started uh, focusing just on lending and I, I joined their sales force, which was just mortgages. Mm-hmm. and i was on the salesforce for about 15 years and that's when wow. i just um, yeah a long time
1: and i know you won I, lots of awards i remember you had a wall full I of did. plaques
0: of I, I do I, I do yes i i just love helping people and it's such a rewarding job knowing yeah. that you're helping people you know buy a house uh, their yeah. first home you know getting on the phone and telling them they're they're approved and uh, you know they're going to be moving into their house in a few months is just is such a rewarding experience. So from then on, um, after being 15 years with uh, TD Canada Trust on their um, mortgage sales force, I yep. decided to um, explore the broker world. Right. Being a broker, you're, you know, you're able to deal with far more uh, lenders. You've got, you know, we've got 40, 50 lenders that we can choose to, to place our clients with. So right that was something i really wanted to explore and i did that um it took me 2 years to finally cut my ties with the bank and move over to the broker world so i am with a company called mortgage center canada and then mortgage yeah mortgage center canada Great. mortgage center canada and then i've got my own like i am with a major broker i am with a broker co- a brokerage company called get a better mortgage but i have my little business mortgage in the city okay. so i am with mortgage center canada everyone's got their own little their own little um, businesses running. But I have been a mortgage broker for the last 12 years, and my business has flourished, and I'm loving it.
1: I know you're super busy, and I know you're super in demand, and I know you're up right now. I believe you've been nominated uh, for one of the top six mortgage uh, brokers in the city of Mississauga, and uh, I hope you win it. I know I voted for you. you. And, thank you so um,
0: much, Randy. I appreciate You're going to win that. that
1: for sure, and you would deserve it. Would be highly <laughs> deserved for sure. Thank you, thank so, you. So that's that's all you've been up to. That's all you've been up that's to it, for the past just, 20 plus years.
0: No, I have a family. I started a little bit later in life, but I've got two. I'm married with two children, a boy and a girl. Oh, um, my daughter's turning 12. My little guy's turning nine. So you know, they keep my hands full, <laughs> especially during COVID. I was yeah. You know, home homeschooling plus working at the same time, which, you know, we had a couple really busy years, as you mentioned in the beginning too. So it's been a crazy two years. That's for sure.
1: I'm sure hoping we're going to get through this COVID thing. I think I'm sensing that a lot of people are just fed up with it. Uh, I don't know whether that's going to happen, but it's, it's been a tough, I mean, we all deserve a pat on the back. I think. Yeah. It's been mentally exhausting
0: for sure. Yeah. I can't
1: imagine being at home with two kids. Uh, i work for, i've been working from home for a year and a half now and and uh, you get used to it but my daughter's grown up and moved away so um i don't have little kids that require attention yeah it's
0: it's been really hard especially for them like they need that um that one-on-one at school they need to see their friends yep. you know so it's been really yeah they need they need to socialize it's been very difficult for them and i've even yep. seen in the last month it's back to school yeah a huge difference. A huge Good. difference.
1: So they're they're really excited to be back. Yeah,
0: just just happy to be back on a right regimen oh, routine. We, we really that's needed great. that. Yeah.
1: Wow. So when we were talking a week or so ago, uh, we mm-hmm. were trying to come up with what would be a great uh, thing to talk about. And there's so many different avenues. When you when you talk about mortgage financing, there's so many. And w- what I normally get tied up in is when people are actually making a purchase. So they're either getting first time financing or maybe they're buying a second house or a third house. But I normally don't get involved with refinancing. That's something that's sort of after the fact, after I've sold right. those people a property, I kind of hand them off to a great mortgage broker. And then I kind of leave it to them between them and their lender. Mm-hmm. And you had suggested that we should talk about refinancing options available to people. And I think it's a great subject. And I think I'm gonna learn some stuff from you today. Cause again, this is something I don't normally get involved with.
0: Yes. So um,
1: I have uh, some questions here for you. And I know there's a couple of different types of r- mortgage refinancing that exist out there. Uh, Denise, can you tell us what, what are the different types of mortgage refinancing that a person could look into?
0: Yeah, that's a perfect question. So basically, there's two types of refinances. There's one being a refinance where clients would want a lower rate. So say they locked in t- back in 2018, right? And the rates back then were roughly three and a half percent, three point seven five. Yep. Today the rates are under two percent.
1: Yep. So
0: one of the types of refinancing would be is to refinance to get a better rate. So you're not borrowing any money you're not extending the term, like the amortization, right. all you want is a better rate. So okay. that's one type of refinance. Okay. The second type of refinance, which is actually more common to be- believe it or not than the first one, okay. is when clients want to refinance to pull more equity out of the house, to borrow more money. So ah. they're refinancing, not maybe to get a better rate, but at the same time, pull some money out of the house to either refinance, sorry, to either um, renovate their home, pay off some debts. So say you've got yep. another line of credit or a few credit cards totaling yep. 20, 30,000. Yep. And then you also wanted to throw in a new kitchen. Now that houses, the values right. have gone up so much, they might yes. want to do some renovations around the house. So for example, if their mortgage is 200,000, Yep. They might want to refinance it to 300,000. So those are the two types of, of uh uh refinances. Right. Rate to get a better rate. Right. And the second one is a cash out refinance. Okay.
1: So the second one especially uh, they're taking advantage where their their house has gone up or their condo has gone up in value so much uh, and that equity is just sitting there not doing anything. So what they're exactly. doing is they're putting the equity to work. They're saying, "Okay, yeah. we can take some of that cash out and use it for for good reasons." To put yeah, in a new and a lot of
0: people too um okay. have been refinancing to pull money out to purchase another property yes so they're actually broadening their portfolio by uh, purchasing another in, an investment uh, property a
1: classic investors technique where do you get the down payment for the next property well you pull it out of the first one
0: exactly right. it's it's doing nothing sitting there so you right. might as well just pull it out and purchase another property and make money because that's what that's what you're going
1: to do. Well, you're going to purchase simple. another property. Those are great ideas, both of them, I think. So if someone has a property and their house is, they paid 300 for it, and now it's worth a million dollars, they want to pull some money, they want to pull out 100,000. How do they go about doing that? Do, what's the first thing they do? Do they simply call up their bank and say, give me the money? Or what's, uh, what do they need to do in order? I know it's a loan, basically. So what do they need to qualify to get that money out of their equity?
0: Yeah. So basically, when clients do call me, um, what they need to do is we need to start the application process. So, of okay, course, so if applicant. it's a past client, yeah, if it's a yep. past client, I usually have all of their information. But if not, it only takes like 15, 20 minutes. Okay. I just need to gather some information. I don't necessarily need to pull your credit right off the get go. I just like to collect the information to start. Okay. So, once I do that, collect all the information, we do need some paperwork. So, a credit check will need to eventually be pulled if you want to move forward. Okay. I do need current employment um, confirmation. So, letters, pay stubs, T4s. Okay. And then, of course, we need to verify your existing mortgage. How much do you currently owe on the mortgage? Right. Are we allowed to pay it off? It, are there penalties involved? So, th- sure. those are the things that all help the client go through like okay. to 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 figure out. Okay. Also um we need um to find out like do do they have a secured line of credit as well? Because right. that's considered a mortgage. So a if they've got a right. Yeah, HELOC. Okay. So if they've got a mortgage on currently, for example, with TD Bank, and then they've got a line of credit in second position. Well right. those two are mortgages. So if you want to refinance, we've got to put those together.
1: Ah, okay. So, yeah. I see, I didn't know that. After all yeah, my so years yeah. in real estate, I actually didn't know that. So if you've yes, got a HELOC so- on the property, that would have to go away. That's going to have to get paid off. Well,
0: we could we could pay it off or yeah. we can leave it in the same position, but ah. we'd have to go back to the same bank that it's at because Gotcha. it's just too complicated. Yeah, to either or we could pay everything off yep. and then also put on another put an, a line of credit a HELOC on again if you mm-hmm. want at a zero balance. Okay, so very, this does refinances does, it does have to go through a lawyer. So a lawyer does have to be involved as well.
1: Right. So there are some costs. You're going to have to pay the lawyer something. Uh, is it a large right. amount usually, or typically a small you amount? No,
0: it's not. It's you're looking at probably anywhere between 12 to $1,500, but you've got to look at the whole picture. Like right. if it's a debt consolidation, what are your interest rates on the credit cards and the sure. loans? Sure. I'm sure they're more than 2%. The oh, second yeah. thing. Yeah. Is your mortgage rate higher where it is right now? So by right. consolidating, are you getting a better rate? You and if probably, it is, then maybe...
1: Whatever, whatever costs there are to set it up, you're going to get that back within a few you're months. You're
0: going to get it back twofold, exactly. Yeah. Usually that... It, this is where once I take the application and I gather all of the information... Okay. I sit back and I analyze it to make sure that it does make sense for the client. I'm not going to just do this because I want to do another refinance. Right. It's got to make sense for the client. And if it makes sense, I am pretty honest with clients and tell it in, in upfront, telling them, listen, right. this makes sense for you to do. I would never want to do something right. for a client that doesn't make sense.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I guess from the bank's point of view, do they do an appraisal as well? Do they send out an appraiser before they yes. sign
0: off? Ninety-five percent of the time, when we're yeah. refinancing, the bank wants an appraisal completed.
1: Okay. okay. Yeah. So it's basically so like is... applying. It's like applying for a new mortgage, basically. Almost. You got to show yeah. some ability to repay. Uh, you've got to you got to prove the equity is there that you say is there. That kind of stuff.
0: Right. Exactly. And, 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 there is and a, for the some,
1: some setup fees when the lawyer is involved. Do you take a? Do you charge a fee when you're doing all this work?
0: No. So there's there's uh, usually no charge for to work with me as long as. <laughs>
1: Don't do that. You need to charge more.
0: No, the banks pay me directly. I don't need to charge up charge clients. The only time there's ever fees is if we can't get it approved through a bank. And if Ah. we've got to go to a B lender or a private lender, then there's there's charges involved.
1: Sure. Okay. there's
0: lender fees and usually broker fees. But it's always good to have these discussions up front with your Mm -hmm. mortgage broker because you don't want the mortgage broker to do all the work and then find out there's a $10,000 fee. I uh-huh. don't charge
1: Absolutely. enormous
0: fees by yeah. in any like by any means. So I do like to discuss that up front with my clients, but any you're running anywhere between $1200 to $2500 broker fee if we've got to go to a private lender.
1: Okay. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. So what are you, what are you telling people? Here here's the classic question that I get. Well, before I hand people off to their lender or to their mortgage broker, should you go fixed or variable? Is, you must get that oh. question at least 10 times a day. And Yeah, uh, well, know... you're,
0: ask, you're asking someone that is pro-variable, yeah. love variable, Me 100%.
1: Too. Yeah, I think variable has been coming out the winner over the last while, that's for sure.
0: I don't think I've locked any, like I, I probably, I do about 30 to 50, like I would say about 30 mortgages a month. You and do 30 a month? Depending on the time of year. But Denise. on average, I would say through the whole year, on average, maybe 20. I would say be okay, about so 20 mortgages. You're a busy
1: lady. You are a busy yeah,
0: lady. Yeah, it's been very busy. But there's months when it's far less. But I would say um, the majority right now is a variable, even yep. first-time buyers. Yep. Because I once I explain to them the benefits of a variable mortgage, they yep. can see... And, and, and not, and realize it's not that scary. It's like, it's very scary if it's not explained to you correctly.
1: Yeah. Because, you know, the rates can
0: go up. Do they like first time buyers think, can the rate go from 1.4 to 7%? That's, they think that can happen overnight, which (laughs) that doesn't happen. And if we go to
1: 7%, I think I'll retire. (laughs) Oh my god! Yeah.
0: I definitely don't think that's going to happen for I sure. I don't think
1: so. Anytime and they're all, soon. all the politicians are saying like Trudeau came out and said a couple of times that the rates are not going to go up uh, for at least a couple of years. And I think in the U S too, I think they're kind of backed into a corner where they can't put them up too. Yeah. Much. And so I think we're going to be okay going forward with that. Well, that's very interesting. Um, So how long is this process? If someone calls you out of all these people calling you um, and they say, look, we want to get some money out and we have this great opportunity to put in a new kitchen and uh, we'd like to refinance and and pull some equity out. How long would it does it take several weeks to get this or how how quick is the process? Yeah,
0: great question, Randy. So the um, it takes about from beginning to end. You're looking at weeks from beginning to end. Like that's just our first phone call, gathering Mm -hmm. all the information. Depending how long it takes the client to gather me their papers, like sometimes okay. it takes clients two weeks to get it for me. Yeah. But if you've yeah. got all your papers up front, yep, from beginning to end, and I've
1: got your papers right from the
0: get-go, yep.
1: you're looking between
0: two to three weeks.
1: So pretty quick, really. Yeah, pretty it's quick. pretty
0: quick. Exactly. So they, yeah, they can
1: get that contractor who has a freed up spot and get get them in there and get the new kitchen done.
0: Exactly. Exactly.
1: Awesome. Okay, so that's that's a great. Uh, a great uh, explanation of how it works. Um, And okay. I've had a bunch of questions. We've answered quite a few of them. And uh, so we talked very briefly at the, at the top now uh, about why people would do this. Obviously debt, debt consolidation would be a good one uh home improvements putting in a new kitchen putting in a uh, finishing the basement that kind of stuff what about things could they use uh, a refinancing like this to pay for their kids university is that is that something that they oh could yeah
0: use? anything any if, as long as you qualify mm-hmm. you're able to of course we have to like like you mentioned earlier we have to verify income look at income right. go through the numbers make sure all the numbers look good and if the equity's in your home, you can basically use the money for anything you please. The bank does so, ask why the clients they, they asking don't. For- so
1: you you could take some money out if you wanted to go on a six month trip to Europe if we ever get to travel again, um, and and that would be okay. So the the reason for for refinancing is not really something that the bank's worried about.
0: No, like they do ask well, why does the client need the money? Sure. Um, I don't know if telling them that you're going away for six months would be good because then what's going to happen with work? But, <laughs> okay, maybe but usually, usually
1: or go to Vegas. We're going to Vegas, we're going to yeah. blow it up. No, oh my maybe gosh. Not, maybe not the right answer. It,
0: typically it's just renovations, or I just let the lender know that they're looking to invest. And okay. usually that's really what happens. But if they're if they're taking money out to purchase a property f- to give money to a child. Mm-hmm. That's no problem. We've done that many times. Really or if they're show. looking to purchase RSP, we've done that too. So yeah, so definitely um, along those lines to let the lender know for sure.
1: So I know that the banks uh, really changed the way they look at lending um, a few years ago, uh, where now their biggest focus is on ability to repay. I remember way back in the day when we were working out of the same Remax office. Uh, We used to say that if you had 35% to put down, you didn't even need to be employed. As long as you could fog the mirror, you'd get the loan. But that's completely changed. It was never really announced by the banks. And now they're very concerned about, do you have a job? Is there some way that you can repay this loan No no matter how much equity you have? It's interesting how they changed that very kind of quietly, but it's definitely been changed in case anybody didn't know. How, how does it yeah. does that mean then let's say retired people senior citizens who are, are are no longer working maybe they're just on pension income um, and they've uh, maybe they've got no mortgage left on the house but they would like to take out some of that equity how how could a senior person who has got relatively low pension income would they be able to qualify for something or would it be just for well a small we, they
0: do qualify for a little bit like depending on what their pension is like if they're just getting OAS and CPP yeah that could be pretty minimal and they right. wouldn't qualify for much, but there are mortgages for people okay. that are retired. Like for the elderly, we do have chip reverse mortgages. Right. Um, I'm right. pretty sure you've heard about that. That could be yep. another great topic we could talk about.
1: I'm making, but okay, chip, I'm making a note for that.
0: Yeah. Chip mortgages are for people, elderly people that do need that have, the, that's a perfect example that have their house paid off yep. and they want to just take some money out and live and, and enjoy wow. themselves? Why yeah. have it in the house? So yeah. there's no payments that are required back on these reverse mortgages. So we would just give the client the money mm-hmm. and then they would just plop that in their bank account and kind of live off of that if they right. wanted. So there is a product for that type of, for those we, type of uh, clients. Well, we,
1: we may have to have another chat then. I think that would be yeah. a good one to talk about too.
0: Yeah. Chip reverse mortgages. They are, they're not for everybody, yeah. but And I do, I do sell a lot uh, of sell chip mortgages frequently, but they're not for everybody.
1: Okay. So let's say somebody um, has decided that they want to buy a new uh, pre-construction condo and they want to pull some equity out of their house, which has a lot of equity in it. Uh, Should they go directly back to their bank? They still have a mortgage, but should they go directly back to their bank or should they consider calling a mortgage broker uh, to get all the options laid out? In front of them.
0: You know what? When I started 12 years ago as a mortgage broker, um, Canada is was is was far, far behind the US. In the in the US, everybody goes to a mortgage broker, nobody goes to the bank. It's like 90% Mm -hmm. mortgage brokers. When I first started, it was probably 80% of the people went to banks in Canada. And like 20% went to mortgage brokers. Today, 12 years later, I think we're about 50-50. So as a mortgage broker, we still need to get those numbers higher though. A mortgage broker has 40 40 to 50 different lenders that we could go to. We work for the client. We don't work for a bank. We work for the client. That's why I made the move from a mortgage broke from a bank to a mortgage broker, because I've just got so many more options Uh, for my clients.
1: you know, and God bless the banks. And I have some pretty good friends that work for banks directly, but Mm -hmm. they don't have the options that you do.
0: Yeah. They don't Um, have the options. We have, we look for the best rate for the client. We don't have a bank right over our shoulders saying, don't, you know, watch right. what rate you offer, watch what rate, because they've got their margins they have to cover. And, right. and but as a mortgage broker, we know what the bottom rate is out there. And we strive to get that for our clients always. Absolutely. So there's no cost for, for a client to call me and, and ask for my opinion. I'm, okay. I'll be happy to speak with them and hopefully, you know, they'll be happy with my service and, and we can go from there, but definitely I would, look at all your options and, and definitely reach out to a mortgage broker. We're here to help you. And you're our, we're, we're looking out for their best interest.
1: Okay. Well, I'm definitely going to put your contact information underneath so that when people either listen to the podcast, or I think we're going to put this on YouTube as well. So it'll be there. People need to email you or I'll get your contact info. That's so awesome. That yeah, and no And problem. they can
0: find me so, all on social media platforms as well.
1: Oh, I know you're everywhere. You mm-hmm. are everywhere. Um, what sort of paperwork would you require uh, when someone does call you um, and they say, "Look, we want to do this. We want to move forward." What, what's is there like a shopping list or a, a list of things that they they would need to provide? Yeah, them?
0: like it, it usually takes a couple of days for people to gather all their paperwork. There is a little bit of paperwork involved, maybe a lot, but yeah. um, but we do require this paperwork in order to okay. get the ball rolling. So definitely, we need your income confirmation. So. Current employment letters, we can't have a current, we can't have a, an employment letter from back uh, 2019. Right. It's right. gotta be current, no no more than 30 days old. So employment letters, current pay stubs, T4s. Right. We need a mortgage statement, property tax bill for the year that you're applying for this mortgage. So 2021 okay. property tax bill, Makes sense. ID, client yes. consent form. We do get clients to sign a consent form. Sure. And um,
1: self-employed. Your lawyers, yeah, Any extra if, stuff.
0: Yeah, if you're self-employed, of, of course, and all self-employed people know this that it's a little <laughs> bit more paperwork. Boy, We're all I do. pretty much uh, educated on that. Yeah. So if you are self-employed, then I do need you to dig up your 20 your last two years filed. So your 2019 two and 2020. I Assessment. would need your full T1 general and okay. then business registration.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's also another topic we could talk about at another time. The mysteries and the wonders of getting financing when you're self-employed. Yeah. They've made it
0: a lot easier now because I'm telling you 60% of the people out there are self-employed. Like it's, it's, it's really growing. It's about 60. Yeah.
1: I know I am. And you are.
0: Yeah. And yeah, there's a lot of self-employed people out there or who own a side business. Okay. So they may be working full-time, but own a side business, but yeah, definitely they've they've um tweaked and 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 made it a little bit more friendly for for us self-employed people.
1: That's good. There's to ways
0: to buy a house when you're self-employed.
1: That's good to know. Yeah, for so, sure. So Denise, this has been great. Uh, mm-hmm. it's a real yeah. eye-opener. And I think it's it's providing a, a valuable service to the public because a lot of people, again, they may be sitting on a bunch of equity. They bought their house 15 years ago and they'd like to do some stuff but they don't realize that the light bulb hasn't gone off that you know what we got money sitting here untouched that we could be using right now for the greater good randy
0: i can't i can't begin to tell you i'll just i'll just say this last point um in the last two years a lot of younger um families like you know 40s 45 50s they've actually been taking equity out to buy properties for their children because Absolutely. they're so afraid of what's going to be happening with these homes that they're just trying to even a condo $500,000 condo $100,000 down payment. Yep. They're pulling that equity out purchasing properties so that their kids will have a property when they get to yep. be old enough to to move out. Yeah. Like it's I, been the ho- prices of homes are skyrocketing. So it, definitely it, you know equity. What?
1: I don't think the prices are going to slow down. And And um, equity
0: sitting in your home is doing nothing. So
1: I think it's a a good plan and a wise plan. Um, So listen, thank you so much for being on board today. And let's do this again. I have a feeling you and I could talk about a whole, first of all, we could talk probably the rest of the afternoon. I'd be happy to do that, but uh, let's, let's save the next Mm -hmm. one for next time. And maybe we can do this again. If if you can fit me in, that would be great.
0: Yeah, for uh, sure. Anytime, Randy. Okay. Thank you so for having
1: me. Denise Fasani, the best mortgage broker out there. And she's gonna win that. That's the is that the Mississauga News poll that you're
0: Yes, it is. Reader's Choice Award.
1: Reader's Choice Award. I'm I'm mm-hmm. counting on it. And I'm pretty sure you got you got a very good shot at that for the entire thank city. you so
0: much, Randy. I appreciate it. Appreciate right. your support always.
1: No problem. Thanks for being on board today. And we'll see you again soon. Take care.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Randy Selzer Real Estate Podcast. Follow us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher, and check out our main website at randyselzer.com for much more valuable info on the Canadian real estate scene.